What's up, fellow freaks? I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast, bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom, 10 minutes or less, no bullshit, no topic off limits. If any episode of the Ox has made your life better in some small way, please take a few seconds to send this podcast to someone else. The best way to spread love is to share what you love. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. Today, I'm going to read an excerpt from one of my favorite speeches called This is Water by David Foster Wallace. And I've mentioned this speech before on the podcast. I'm going to read part of it. So if you'd like to listen to the entire thing, you can Google This is Water and it will certainly come up either on Google or YouTube. You can find the transcript or the full length video. Like I said, I listened to this once a month, I have a notification on my Google calendar to listen to this speech. And it is great for reframing the way that we think about the mundane daily bullshit and how we have a choice in the moments where we're sitting in traffic or, you know, we're online at the grocery aisle, we're in an elevator, we're doing whatever. And we have a choice whether to focus inward on ourselves and how bad we feel for ourselves and how unlucky we are and how the whole world is out to get us and woe is me or in times of pain and in times of suffering and in times of mundanity and normalcy we can look outside of ourselves and help others and give them the benefit of the doubt and attempt to reframe those situations to act more kind so here is an excerpt from this is water by David Foster Wallace. He says, The point is that petty, frustrating crap like this is exactly where the work of choosing comes in. Because the traffic jams and crowded aisles and long checkout lines give me time to think. And if I don't make a conscious decision about how to think and what to pay attention to, I'm going to be pissed and miserable every time I have to food shop because my natural default setting is that certainty situations, excuse me, my natural default setting is the certainty that situations like this are really all about me, about my hungriness and my fatigue and my desire to just get home. And it's going to seem for all the world like everybody else is just in my way. And who are all these people in my way? And look at how repulsive most of them are and how stupid and cow-like and dead-eyed and non-human they seem here in the checkout line. Or at how annoying and rude it is that people are talking loudly on cell phones in the middle of the line. And look at how deeply unfair this is. I've worked really hard all day and I'm starved and tired and I can't even get home to eat and unwind because of all these stupid goddamn people. Or of, co- or, of course, if I'm in a more socially conscious form of my default setting, I can spend time in the end-of-the-day traffic jam being angry and disgusted at all the huge, stupid, lane-blocking SUVs and Hummers and V12 pickup trucks burning their wasteful, selfish 40-gallon tanks of gas. And I can dwell on the fact that the patriotic or religious bumper stickers always seem to be on the biggest, most disgustingly selfish 
vehicles driven by the ugliest, most inconsiderate and aggressive drivers who are usually talking on their cell phones as they cut people off in order to just get 20 stupid feet ahead in a traffic jam. And I can think about how our children's children will despise us for wasting all the future's fuel and probably screwing up the climate and how spoiled and stupid and disgusting we all are and how it all just sucks and so on and so forth. Look, if I choose to think this way, fine. Lots of us do, except that thinking this way tends to be so easy and automatic, it doesn't have to be a choice. Thinking this way is my natural default setting. It's the automatic, unconscious way that I experience the boring, frustrating, crowded parts of adult life when I'm operating on the automatic, unconscious belief that I am the center of the world and that my immediate needs and feelings are what should determine the world's priorities. The thing is that there are obviously different ways to think about these kinds of situations. In this traffic, all these vehicles stuck and idling in my way, it's not impossible that some of these people in SUVs have been in horrible auto accidents in the past and now find driving so traumatic that their therapist has all but ordered them, ordered them, excuse me, that their therapist has all but ordered them to get a huge heavy SUV so that they can feel safe enough to drive, or that the Hummer that just cut me off is maybe being driven by a father whose little child is hurt or sick in the seat next to him, and he's trying to rush to the hospital. And he's in a way bigger, more legitimate hurry than I am. It is actually I who am in his way, and so on. Again, please don't think I'm giving you moral advice or that I'm saying you're supposed to think this way or that anyone expects you to just automatically do it because it's hard. It will take will and mental effort. And if you're like me, some days you won't be able to do it or you just flat out won't want to. But most days, if you're aware enough to give yourself a choice, you can choose to look differently at this fat, dead-eyed, overmade lady who just screamed at her little child in the checkout line. Maybe she's not usually like this. Maybe she's been up three straight nights holding the hand of her husband who's dying of bone cancer. Or maybe this very lady is the low-wage clerk at the motor vehicles department who just yesterday helped your spouse resolve a nightmarish red tape problem through some small act of bureaucratic kindness. Of course, none of this is likely, but it's also not impossible. It just depends on what you want to consider. If you're automatically sure that you know what reality is and who and what is really important, if you want to operate on your default setting, then you, like me, will not consider possibilities that aren't pointless and annoying. But if you've really learned how to think, how to pay attention, then you will know you have other options. It will actually be within your power to experience a crowded, loud, slow, consumer hell type situation as not only meaningful but sacred on fire with the same force that lit the stars compassion love the subsurface unity of all things not that that mystical stuff's necessarily true the only thing that's capital t true is that you get to decide how you're going to try to see it you get to consciously decide what has meaning and what doesn't you get to decide what to worship.